Hello and welcome to the first ever Baggies broadcast brought to you by the ENS team here at Express and Start. Uh, this is a first of uh, what we hope will be a weekly podcast coming to you every single week throughout the season talking all things Albion. Uh, I'm Luke Hatfield and I am joined by the Express and Start West Brom correspondent Matthew Wilson. How are you Matt? I'm good thanks. How are you Luke? Not too bad, not too bad. How was your weekend other than the Albion game? Apart from the Albion game it was, it was lovely because it went to see my parents on the south coast, so that was nice. But uh, yeah, the game I'm sure we'll come on to was a bit of a down point. Definitely. Well, mate, how was the weather down south? Was it okay? Better than up here? It was very cold and rainy up here. Oh, the storm Brian was uh, blowing a gale, so yeah, it's pretty windy. Yeah. Uh, we're also joined uh, by Mr. Nathan Judah. Oh yeah, how's it going? Good Welcome. Night. Good afternoon. <laughs> how was your weekend? Was it good? Oh dear me. Yeah, I was covering Wolves on Saturday against. Uh, uh, Express and started as Keith Harrison's Preston, so that was a five-goal thriller. Um, apart from that, decent. Went home, went to go and visit the rents like like uh, like Matt. Did a little run on on Sunday, practicing for a little marathon. So was um, killing it for the first three or four miles. So I turned around and got a gale force uh, wind. <laughs> I think tailwind assisted. I don't think it would have been um, um, a legal a legal jump in the Olympics, but uh, yeah. That was interesting. Oh, good. Am I the only one who stayed in Birmingham over the weekend? Then? Yeah, mate. What were you doing? Definitely. Get yourself out. Express and start wages. Get yourself flying and do the odd little cheeky day trip to Malaga or something. My wages clearly aren't on the same level as yours. <laughs> uh, I just ended up sitting at home playing FIFA all Sunday. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but... You do like your FIFA, don't you? I do, mate. And, uh, yeah, it's one of the things which has really got me tied into it at the moment. Because it only came out a couple of weeks ago, so... Uh, yeah, it's been taking up a lot of my weekends. So I assume you're, you're playing as, as West Brom when you're playing on FIFA. Definitely you? not. Who are you playing? Oh, are you Villa? Oh, no, mate. I play all my team. Create my own team. Oh, create your own team? Yeah. Uh, See, so you, you probably haven't got, with kids, you haven't got time for no. for computer games. No. And I was 14, 21 years ago, so it's fine. <laughs> Thanks. There's plenty of people who still play at my age. I know people older than me who still play. <laughs> anyway, let's talk Albion, because that is what we're here for. Wasn't the greatest game on the weekend, to be honest. It was a long, long way to go for Albion fans, including Mr. Matt Watson, who came to cover the game, who went on cover, to cover the game, sorry. Uh, all the way to Southampton for a 1-0 loss. And to be honest, there wasn't a lot for Albion fans to cheer, was there? No, there wasn't. But to be fair to the fans, they kept, uh, they kept their voices up throughout. And I must admit, um, it was brilliant support. Um, they were very loud. And they deserve a lot of praise for that. Because um, like you say... There was very little to cheer, but somehow they were cheering it on. I mean, the the interesting thing for me was in the second half when they were imploring with the team to attack. Um, I'm sure you've heard the chant, you know, attack, <laughs> attack. I mean, it was one that uh, the United fans popularised last season uh, or under the Va- under Van Hal. But uh, unfortunately for them, uh, until Pulis switched to a back three, they didn't see any attacking threat from their team. Um, and even then... They only fashioned one or two chances. I mean, the only chance really fell to Jay Rodriguez. Um, and it was Southampton's game to win, I thought, when um, when Buffal scored that goal four minutes from time. It was everything Albion deserved because it was a dreadful performance, particularly the first half when they were... I mean, that was probably the worst half that they've played all season, uh, which doesn't bode well. Does it ring memories of... Of Albion a couple seasons ago when they weren't, you know, challenging surprisingly up there in sixth and seventh last season at one point early on in the season. Does it ring of the years before that maybe? It does. It does hark back to that two seasons ago when the team was struggling to get going under Pulis. Um, but at that stage, you could, 
you could argue that uh, Pulis was doing the best with with what was a was a limited squad. Mm. Now he's got the players at his disposal. I'm not sure performances like this are are gonna um, be accepted for much longer. You know, I don't think supporters, if they're not already, if they haven't already turned against him, uh, I don't think they're gonna accept this much longer because um, yeah, he's got, for me he's got the tools at his disposal now, and it, it's time for him to use them. Yeah, I mean now it's it's over two months since Albion last won a game. Um, and obviously you mentioned these players which have come in the likes of Krakowiak uh, Barry he might not be like the most amazing signing you've ever heard of but he's a solid player great Premier League knowledge I mean is is Tony Pierce under a bit of pressure now I mean we, we know the fans are sort of starting to turn he's under a bit of pressure from the fans I don't think it's got to that stage yet where he's under pressure from the board um, you know you've got to remember that in the last two games before the Southampton game, there were actually fans singing his name, uh, albeit when they were leading against Watford and when they were leading uh, against Leicester. So you know that we haven't had any Pulis out chants from the fat from the stands. We haven't had any boos either. So it's a bit premature, I think, to say he's under immense pressure. But the pressure is starting to build with eight you know eight games without a win, and the, you know that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Krakowiak and Gibbs haven't won a game this season I mean they've, they've both actually looked pretty good mm. they've both come in and looked really um, really strong I think Gibbs has been a great sign and Krakowiak um, you can almost see in his body language on Saturday he was trying to drag the team further up and he gets frustrated when players don't play the simple balls to him and instead just clip it forward mm. to Rondon um, but yeah I think um, as you say it's um, the pressure is, is, is now starting to build and it's a big uh, couple of uh, months for Pulis I tell you who's disappointed me uh, I haven't watched Baggies too much this season, but just watching them on the box and and, and with you, Jake Livermore. I don't I don't know what's happened. Like, but he, he ever since really got that England caller, but I think his performances have definitely taken a dip. Is there something? You know, there's something wrong, or is it, is he is, just, is it this formation not suiting him? Uh, I think it's a mixture of two things. I think he played a lot of football last season. Uh, you know, he was an important member for for Hull's team. Then he got the call up for England. And that drains a lot out of you. I mean, he was brilliant. When he first came in January, he was brilliant for the first five or six games. And then, like the rest of the team, his form sort of tailed off. Now, you couldn't really pin it on whether it was him or whether it was the team or, or, or what was it. Um, but, yeah, like you say, at the start of this season, he's not been, he's not been great. Um, and then part of that is... Part of the reason behind that is that he's playing this weird three-man midfield with Gareth Barry. And you just wonder if it's too many similar players in there. Uh, but, yeah, out of... Um, out of uh, you know that three-man midfield. You'd have to say Livermore would be the one to uh, to come out. Sorry, I've got something in my eyes. Yeah, say it. it looks, looks desperately got fly or something. What's going on? A bit of dust. Yeah, it's not great for a tier, podcast. Tier for Tony Pulis, is it? He's not great for much. a podcast, this, but I've got watching something a bit stuck in my contact lens. Of uh, Jake Livermore's performances, maybe recently. No. <laughs> yeah. Either, either, I mean, it it raises a question for me because we have seen him called up to England now a couple times, and do you think? It kind of. Do you think he can actually make that World Cup squad? Because I mean, we know England's midfield isn't the best, uh, but can Livermore really step in and produce in a World Cup? Or is, is he just benefiting from a period of time where there aren't many amazing midfielders, which are British prospects right now? I mean, from my point of view, when I've seen him for England, I guess he was a surprise call from Gareth Southgate. But at the same time, I could understand he wants he wants honest lies who are going to take pride in wearing the three lines and I think Jake, Jake Livermore epitomises that he, he's been through a lot in his life um, both on the pitch and off the pitch and I think I think to be fair um, he's he thoroughly deserved that England call-up I thought he was excellent um, for Hull City and like Matt said the first two or three games he was sensational I, personally I think he plays better 
in a two-man midfield than a three-man, you know, three-centre midfielders. But when he's played for England, he's not going to be a player that's ever going to stand out for England. Obviously, you know, you've got all your flair players, you've got you know, your Sterlings and your Canes and, and your Allies. So he's there to do a job. Now, has he done that job well enough for England? I don't know. You know, England have got they've got a funny way of playing England sometimes, especially against these lesser nations where they should be bullying them two or three or four nil. They're not, and people and, and, and spectators like to target people. Oh, what's Jake Livermore doing in there? I think they get an unfair cop sometimes. I'd argue that actually Livermore's played better for England than Albion mm. recently. I think he's done okay for for Southgate, and that's something that Pulis has said. You know, you know, Livermore's played really well for Southgate, so there's no surprise that he's staying in the squad. Um, England-wise, I think you've got to look at the likes of Harry Winks coming through at Spurs. I think that's probably going to... And, and Henderson coming back from injury. They're sexier names, aren't they? Well, they're not just that. They're probably better players, to be fair. Um, and they're probably going to shunt Livermore down the pecking order. But, I mean, more worrying for Albion fans, and maybe for him as well, is, is should he actually be in the starting lineup at, at the Baggies? Because this three-man midfield, I mean, I don't know why Pulis is persevering with it, with Krakowiak, Livermore and, and Barry. He obviously thinks that Krakowiak can be a sort of box-to-box dynamic midfielder and I, I wouldn't disagree with that it's probably the case but you don't you don't need two screeners behind him if that's if, you know I think he's good enough to be in a two-man midfield two-man holding midfielder even a, even as the only holding midfielder you know I mean I know that's sacrilege to say but maybe he could just play one holding midfielder rather than two or three and actually get some attacking players on the pitch not just on the pitch but further up um so yeah, I mean that's that's the big question I think is whether whether he's actually in the Albion team. Yeah, you're sacrificing wingers as well when you play them three in midfield because the likes of Matt Phillips, who was so good last season, now suddenly sees himself almost on the periphery. It's it's a strange one with Phillips because he does he's a confidence player and he does sort of um, go through games or go through patches where he's brilliant and then patches where he's not so brilliant. Um, and he, he didn't start the season strongly, just like he didn't start last season either uh, that strongly. Um, but what Pulis is has done is he's trying to he seems to have tried to evolve this team by getting you know less direct players on the ball so on the pitch so he's taken Phillips and McLean out and he's put in you know the guile or maybe the well, how would you how would you say the cuteness of um, of Rodriguez and Chadleon but then they're nowhere near the goal so mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand what the plan is because he's sort of trying to evolve it into a passing team but he's not willing to go the whole hog he's not willing to you know really commit and it's just not working at all. Matty Phillips, do you, not, do you not fancy him? I think I think it's. I mean, there have been rumours circulating, you know, on the message boards and, and on social media that they've had a falling out. I mean, I I've looked into it. I don't believe that is the situation. Um, you know, I I think it's just that he started the season poorly, mm. which he did, mm. and um, Pulis wants to play Rodriguez and Chadley because he thinks they're better, more likely to score. Uh, and Rodriguez, you know, certainly in the first um, the first few games, did look like the classy finisher, the clinical finisher that Albion needed. But for me, he's been poor the last few games. But I, I do have some sympathy for him because he's been shuttled all he's around, all he's around up, yeah. the place. Yeah. He's playing right wing, he's playing right wing, and you know, I mean, do, do you want him as your central striker, him or Rondon, and then having Phillips? Or I'd both. Rather, I'd rather Phillips. You know, getting getting down the wing and whipping a ball in than, than Jay Rodriguez trying to hit, hit Salomon Rondon who. He's obviously so down on confidence, he doesn't look like the, the shadow of, of himself from last season. I think Rondon, bless him, I mean, I thought he was really poor against Southampton. I don't know, he can't hold the ball up for me. He's, Would you give him a three? Four? I gave him a three out of ten. Three out of ten? Oh, which oh, was, Rondon. which some fans did say was a bit harsh. <laughs> um, and maybe it was a bit harsh, but looking back on it, because 
you know, they were pointing out well, there were some other players that deserved you know worse marks than, than he did, and that that might be true. But just for every time I looked up, he was losing the ball. Mm. Uh, regardless, I know he's isolated at times. But regardless of whether there were players around him, he seemed to be losing it. Um, I think he he did look a bit better when they went to two up front, and that's got to be the plan now. Rodriguez and Rondon up front. Yeah, as you say, Phillips on the wing, maybe a Morrison or a Chadley in behind, and actually just. Go for it. Just, yeah, absolutely. Because it's so oh. tedious. Like It might not be the most modern way of going about it, but having just them two wingers and your two strikers, I mean, it might not be the three four threes which you've seen from Chelsea last season or wh- whoever you've seen the Man Cities and stuff do these fancy formations. But, I mean, it'll get the job done, surely. Are you, I mean, could you call him for 4-4 four, four, FN2? Is that, <laughs> you know what? I, I probably would give it a go if I was Tony Pulis. I'd say you sacrifice one of them central midfielders because you're going with the three of them and none that's of the them are really... Position. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I mean Krakowiak, that's, that's the issue. Krakowiak could arguably do that in the two-man midfield. Yeah. With who? With who? Livermore? I mean, I don't think Barry might not have the legs. Mm. I don't know. Maybe he does, but you could argue maybe Livermore. He's a favourite in he? He's a he is, favourite he Barry. Is, he is already, and I think you know, he likes a player with that sort of experience on the pitch, doesn't mm. he? I think you could get away with 4-4-2, although, I must admit, when you look at what Shakespeare happened to Shakespeare persevering and Ranieri persevering with 4-4-2, and it didn't work. Mm. It doesn't work. I, don't, I think against some teams, you do get over running midfield. So, mm. you know, I, I actually think, and some fans have disagreed with me about this, but I think maybe the three at the back is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we seen it We've seen it a little bit utilised somewhat with, with Gibbs and Neom, and then, I mean, the central defenders that he's got at his disposal. I mean, McCauley's what he's fit now. You've got Evans who's struggling with that injury and obviously Dawson's got, got some similar problem. But when you've got all of them fit, I mean, you can run with that, right? I think so. I think it probably utilises Dawson's best qualities because he's not... Uh, I mean, he he improved last, last season as a right-back, but I still think he's a better centre-back. So you could argue, you know, playing a, a Evans, Evans, McCauley, Dawson, Higazi, three out of those four in the back three... I mean, the wing-back system suits Gibbs down to a T because mm. he is class and he gets forward. And it might suit Neum as well because he's, he's then got that um, safety net behind him and, and he's actually OK going forward. He's quite a dynamic player. So I think there is scope there for a, a wing-back system to, to work and to flourish. Um, but Pulis doesn't... I mean, you know, I mean, maybe I'm just reeling from Saturday when actually that... that put them in the game I mean maybe it won't work against every team but it seemed to work against Sat- on Saturday anyway yeah going back to Rondon I mean given the option and say you could travel back in time to last January now when that money came in that big <laughs> offer came in would you would you seriously consider it because at the time obviously it was it was unthinkable to get rid of Rondon when you only had Robson Carney there but following that I mean he's not done a whole lot yeah I think you would take it wouldn't you was it £32 million from China I think you would take it and it's not going to happen again by the way mm. because the, the Chinese uh uh, government have imposed a hundred percent tax on on um, football acquisitions, which means that if uh, Chiang Jin Quan Jin want to buy Rondon for thirty two million, they have to give the government thirty two million as well. So that sort of money and that sort of offer is never going to come again for Rondon. Everybody wants a piece of the pie, mate. Everyone wants a piece of the pie. Let's get let's one hundred percent tax on it. That's it. Rondon, a sixty four million pound player. I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> Can you imagine that board meeting? Uh, let's get hundred percent tax on these players. Absolutely. How do we get some more money? Yeah. Another man who did feature and one who it was questionable before the game was that Ben Foster. Um, bit of a knee injury, bit of a bit worrying actually, uh, considering that Myhill actually stepped in for him. Uh, how did he get on? Did he look all right? Yeah, he played well. I mean, he was uh, up there with Higazi as my two stand-up performers. I, you know, on, on a bad day, 
uh, in one particular, I don't know if you saw it, one particular save where he came out and smothered it at Tadic's feet and then cleared his lines um, was good. And there wasn't much he could do about the goal. He was unsighted. And, um, you know, I think the, the problems lay further up the pitch, the fact that someone was allowed to run 70 yards, you know, without being at least fouled. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think I think if I was in, in, in midfield, I would have taken the yellow card there and just kicked him. That's it. I mean, I think Tony Pulis was shouting and shouting for someone to eventually do something like that because when someone's running that far, I mean, it was a great goal. Surprised he was on the pitch himself, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's done well, Buffal, uh, to, to to do that. And obviously, we talked about it, we touched on it earlier. The injury worries now. I mean, Evans, Barry, and Dawson all set for scans. Uh, yeah, they are, and the the, the initial in- Dawson's the one that's most worrying because it's a knee. Yeah, um, Evans is 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 twinged, has felt a groin twinge, and uh, Barry um, has got concerns over his hamstring and his back. Uh, but Dawson's the most worrying. Although we do understand that there are some encouraging signs that it might not be too bad. Um, but we're still waiting to hear back uh, the results of those scans. Yeah. So I mean, are are they all going to be good for City? Do you reckon? I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to bet on it. No, because mm. I mean, there's a couple of muscular injuries. So yeah, and who who would you replace them with then, if uh, if you were picking an eleven right now? Oh, uh, well, if you're trying to play three at the back, I'd try and go for Higazi, McCauley, and you'd hope that Evans pulls through, maybe. Mm. Um, or you could play Neum as a centre back, uh, or as, as a, in a three, and maybe Phillips as a as a wing back, just to get him on the pitch. Yeah, uh, that might what? be that might be an option. Burke, where, where's he? He, we hope he's going to be back for City. Mm. So it'd be interesting. Um, I think, uh, you know, I'm spent sure. Spent a lot of money on him. Spent a lot of money on him. And I know he's young. He's only 20 years old, but £15 million. You want to see some return on that this season. I'll be honest. I, I didn't know too much about him when they signed him. I hadn't really heard too much about him. So it's a, that's a lot of pressure on Tony. Tony Pulis, it's not the first time he spent a lot of money on, on, on 10, 10 to £15 million on players and they haven't really worked out and they've kind of been gone under the you know shoved he under seems, the carpet he seems to be better with you know he seems to be better with players that are not flair players are not yeah. worth as much you know he knows how to use them he mm-hmm. knows how to he knows how to make them work hard fight hard and win but when he gets a, a player I mean I don't I haven't, I haven't seen much of Burke so I can't really comment on, on how he plays but you know someone like Chadley struggling to get a tune out of him you could argue although there are extenuating circumstances he got an injury last season and and you know it is his heart really in it you'd you'd argue or you'd ask I think that's certainly a question uh, but yeah I think it's a fair not criticism but it's a fair question mm. to, of, of Tony mm. can he get you know the best out of the best yeah yeah and obviously we'll quickly go back to this three man midfield I mean Tony Pulis utilised it against Brighton it didn't work Used it against Southampton now, and it didn't work. Is he going to try for a third time? <laughs> I, hope <so. laughs> I hope not, because I asked him. I asked him about it afterwards. I said, "Look, is, is that now consigned to history? Are you, are you going to move on from that?" And he said, "We're going to take a look at it." Um, and then he and then he went on and, and and reiterated the need to get Morrison and Burke back fit. So you know, sort of um, dodged the question. Oh well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tony not- Pugh is dodging a question. I'll be. Was he stood up as well the old time as normal? Uh, he was. I mean, this. I mean, we were all stood up. So. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll move on to a little segment we've written up now. Um, it's uh, it's a pretty simple one. Basically, I'm going to give you a simple "Would you rather" question. Okay. Uh, and then we can discuss. Are we this. talking about football here? We yeah. are. We are. Okay. If you're okay. only football, snog marry a play, yeah, play play that play that game many times. <laughs> well, no. This one's purely West Brom based. Okay. Uh, 
So it's it's not it's not anything that you're dirty mind. It's fine. No, I, didn't, I didn't say anything to dirty. I just said it's a game that I played multiple times before. <laughs> well, either way, we'll move on. Uh, so, West Brom, would you rather them go on a lengthy FA Cup run or qualify for Europe? By lengthy, I mean you you go into Wembley. Okay, so you'll get into the at least the semi final, semi final, or qualify for you via the league position. Via league position, or, or you can. I mean, you can there's no guarantee. There. There's no guarantee you get to a final. No. So oh. you, could get, you could get into you through the fair play league and finish and finish seventeenth, couldn't you? Technically. Can you still get through? I don't think yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. There's two. I think two in Europe. I think are available. Aren't that's that's just for not. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna. Say that Albion will not get into Europe via the fair play league. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think. Oh God, that's that's a good one. Cup final. No, but he said cup semi, didn't he? Semi. You could uh, make the semi. Yeah. I mean the se- I mean the semi. The, the semi when we got when we lost to Portsmouth. That was that was a gra- that was a great fun. Obviously, the, the losing wasn't a great feeling, but it was a great feeling being on that cup run. But then the the you know. Don't you think they need here and now uh, the baggies fans? Do you think they need here and now? They need something to get the teeth into for a season, to you know, a bit of short. Yeah, but if you're, if you're seventh in the league, that gets your teeth into, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, they could have finished. Well, I mean, Norman to Swansea. Where were they at the end of last season? That wasn't really that much excitement behind it, was it? At that time, I didn't feel anyway. No, there wasn't. I mean, uh, normally I would say cup run, but I just think like the, the you know the the potential of going abroad and mm. and being back into back in Europe for the first time in decades. And it'll be the first time a lot of fans ever got the chance to follow their team, I think, maybe Europe. Yeah. If, you, if There's no guarantee you get into the final Europe. But if it's the final, if it's the semi-final, I'd say Europe. But if you can get to the FA Cup final, I'd say final because that's, that's a great it, day. Just win it and then you're in Europe and then the best of both worlds, happy days. Well, happy days. Yeah. Or, well, to be fair, even if you lose the FA Cup final, you might. I don't think you can now, can you? I think that, chain, that rule changing to go to an extra place in the league. I, oh, yeah, I think uh, it changed no, a couple does, of years ago. Does, I think. Yeah. You're right, it does. Do you reckon Pulis football would translate well on the continent? It would be certainly interesting. <laughs> yeah. Europa yeah. League, maybe. You know, going to Lentrestan or whoever. Europa League's dreadful. I mean, I, I, if, I, if Albion got into Europe, I would yeah. expect them to get through the group stages. Honestly, I think a lot of teams. I think a lot of Championship teams would. To be honest, there's some dreadful teams out there. Oh, I don't know. I think quite a claim. I, I don't know. I think. Yeah, I oh. think there are some. I think they're better than you think they are. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But home and when they travel here, I mean, don't look don't, at some of them. don't be don't be confused by you know don't be muddled by the Premier League's uh, marketing team. It's mm. not. <laughs> no, it's not the be all and end all. There are some good teams out there. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there are. But I'd fancy I'd fancy Albion to to make a decent. Of it. How are our teams getting on in Europa League this year? I mean, Everton are doing dreadfully, aren't they? Uh, Everton, Everton didn't, they haven't won a game, right? No. Um, Arsenal are doing okay. Arsenal, yeah, the Arsenal have done alright. Liverpool are top of their group, Man City top of their group. That's Champions League. United, um, oh, I'm talking about Europe just general. Um, yeah, they're different. That's different, no, isn't it? I, mean, I, think, I think we're now starting to see the Premier League's wealth take its toll on Europe. But then, you, you know, Europe, especially the Europa League, I mean, is that more important than the league? Like, a lot of people have the league above the Europa League now so it's almost just like well we'll just play the kids anyway so that's the funny thing isn't it I mean, priority that's like, the funny thing that teams get competition. teams get into Europe mm. and then they then they don't want to be in Europe mm. it's weird I, th- I think Albion would be a bit different though I think yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah, for sure definitely and uh, touching on the FA Cup as well so you would do you think 
do you think Wembley now has kind of uh, been diluted somewhat by now that you're playing Spurs once a year? So you still get a Wembley trip. I mean, I know it's not the same as an FA Cup semi or a final, mm. but you're still there. You're, no. you know, you're walking down Wembley. It's way. the it's the event, isn't it? I know it's the it's the, it's the occasion rather than the ground. Yeah. You could go to Wembley and watch a concert if you want. It's the occasion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. They, they downloaded it as soon as they made the semi-finals at Wembley, which is a joke, by the way. It's an absolute yeah. utter joke. I should make FA Cup any final at Wembley, but semi-final at Wembley. You get to the semi-finals with a lucky draw, and you don't have to play a, chance, a Premier League side. No, Wembley should be some promised land. It be that sacred. You never, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. You never get to, in, well, maybe once in your lifetime. I've never made that decision. I mean, like, I'm sure it's a financial reasons, but oh, yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. Wembley. Cup happy, aren't you? Yeah, well, they've got to pay for it. That's why mm-hmm. they've got to pay yeah, for they're it. Massive, they're massively in debt, but I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um, would you rather West Brom sign Krakowiak on a permanent deal, <laughs> or sign a thirty million pound striker? Oh, that's a good one. Um, probably a well. Depends if the striker <laughs> is. If you sign a thirty million pound flop, then no. But. I mean, okay, what, let's say, let's, what's let's, a thirty million? What Troy Deeney? Well, possibly. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's let's up, let's up it. You sign a thirty million. You, you sign a thirty million pound striker who guarantees you twenty goals the next season. Okay, well then, yeah, him. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You I mean, think? I think I think as good as Krakowiak is, I I think he is a good player. I you know you look at um, you, you need a striker that's going to score goals. Look at look at the successful Albion teams of recent years. Lukaku, Odin Wingy. You need someone who's going to put the ball in the net. And behind him, I think they've got enough midfielders to deal without Krakowiak. I mean, they're going to have to deal without him next season anyway. So Yeah, there's not much chance of him signing on a permanent basis, is there, let's be honest. I was going to say, I don't think he'll be chomping at the bit come the end of the season unless they have a massive turnaround that he wants to sign a, a, a permanent deal. Well, when we interviewed him, he said he, didn't know, he hadn't heard much about West Brom before he signed. And, you know, seven games in, he hasn't won a game. I'm sure he's wondering what he's... I mean, you know, he's probably wondering why he's come. Seems to enjoy the area and uh, social yeah. media, though. Loves a hat. He does like a hat, yeah. Loves he, a hat. He's been all over the place recently. He's yeah, he's quite a cultured bloke. Yeah, yeah he's, he seems quite, um, you know, he's been to Blenheim Palace and um, he likes his travelling, likes his photography. He seems like an, an interesting guy. Um, That's a mini holiday for him. He's sightseeing, he's taking the sightseeing. It is, it is. It's a gap year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's genuinely a gap year for him. <laughs> all right, next one. Uh, would you rather see West Brom start a fully fit Oliver Burke or Matt Phillips? At the moment, Phillips, but only because Burke's unproven, to, especially to Albion fans. Do you reckon he can prove himself this season? Or do you reckon I think he can, yeah, of course he can. I mean, he, he, RB Leipzig took a punt on him, Albion have taken a punt on him, and there's obviously something there. He was really, really highly, hotly tipped and highly respected at Nottingham Forest. And a lot of clubs wanted him last, last summer before Leipzig got him. And it was a, a, I thought it was a brave move to go to Germany. It didn't work out for him there for a number of reasons. Um, and at the moment, it's not working out for him at Albin either. But hopefully it will. And because he, he does have the, uh, what's the, what's the way he's got the potential. You know, he's got the power, the pace, the physique. Uh, to be a great uh, a great winger, but at the moment, uh, I think Phillips has proven it. Burke hasn't, so mm. Phillips said he's done it. I mean, he had that fantastic yeah. run of form, didn't he? After losing, not having the confidence, and Pulis said, just doesn't matter. Just just go and you know go and be, be yourself. yourself. And he's what, got. I mean, when he's on when he's on form, Phillips, oh. he's, he's got two Best, feet. Yeah. He's got. I mean, he's he's fantastic. I think he's the key, really, to to, to galvanizing this this Albion lineup think? to get to get someone like. Phillips back and, and playing like he did you know, in periods last season I think is very important because the balls he was whipping in I mean he was scoring goals but his delivery was fantastic and I don't think they've got that at the moment 
I, well, I mean, if you're talking about and Brunty as well, if you're talking about delivery, if you're talking about delivery, Brunt. Yeah, Brunt, is, yeah. You know, he could be playing. How, should I, be playing. I'd have Brunt and Phillips. You know, in theory, that would help Rondon as well. Rondon, Rondon must feast you know, off them balls. Is Rondon, it, Robson, Carno. You know, they're good, good through the. All these guys are good through there, but playing down the middle, you want these balls whipped into them. The one thing I would say is that for for the first few weeks of the season, everyone was calling for Chadley. Mm-hmm. And now he's now he's back in the squad. Now he's back on the team. Everyone's going, oh, maybe not Chadley because yeah, yeah, yeah. he hasn't played that. Well. I mean, I know he's struck a great free kick against him. He's not played that well, and, and now all of a sudden everyone wants Brunt. So it's not it's not as easy as that, I don't think. But I know what you mean. I think I think Brunt is he's got that experience in the league, in the league, and he's got that experience playing for Albion that he knows he puts his foot on the ball mm. and he can pick a pass. And you're adding some some dead ball specialists as well there. You know, yeah. both of them. But. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, would you rather? I mean, well, this is a problem which you probably wouldn't rather. Which wouldn't you rather see leave? Uh, Johnny Evans or Nasser Chadley in January? Who? Who? Wait. Who would you rather <laughs> leave? Who would I rather leave? Yeah, leave the Chadley club. probably. Yeah, I just think Evans. Evans. He's not been as good as he was last season so far, but I think he's just a cut above anything else we've got at the back. And um, maybe get more money for him though. If he wants, to, if they both wanted to leave, and you had to pick one of them, maybe oh, take more money for Evans. I or? still think you. I still think you want Evans. You're your skipper. You know, if you lose your, your captain twice in six months, it's going to be a bit damning. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd still say I'd, I'd prefer Chadley to. Leave. I mean, they need to, they need to replace him because Hikazi's only on loan. So yeah, you know. yeah but no, it's, it's, it's an option to buy. They're going to buy him. But will they buy him? I, I think, think he's done well enough. Well. I mean, he's he, he's, he's only right. Some some games he looks great. And some games he look. I'm thinking. Well, oh, I goodness think me. Pulis likes him because he's the only only three players I think have started played every game or started right. every game so far. Mm. Agazi, Rodriguez, and Dawson. Right. So I, that, wor- I worried for Agazi on Monday night against uh, against Leicester. Yeah, he was poor was then. He was poor then, and he's got he's got a rick in him. I agree with that. He did the same at Stoke, and he and he was poor at Leicester, mm. but. The games in between, he was good. Mm-hmm. He's putting he's putting probably more man of the match performances than anyone else this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know centre backs particularly take a t- bit of time to get used to the Premier League. I think he's I think he's there's there's a good player there. Mm-hmm. He's twenty six and three, won't, be, won't be expensive, will he? Three and a half million. Three and a half million is the is the deal. So I think I think they'll do that. Yeah, it's a decent rate for yeah. someone in this day age. And he endeared himself quickly because me and you were both at the first game of the season, Bournemouth. Uh, and funnily enough, you called this before the free kick was took. You said he'd score it. I did, yeah. Yeah, and he's nodded it in, and he did. He, he certainly uh, endeared himself to the fans pretty quickly. So I'm, I imagine this works similarly with Pulis. I think I think he's got the potential. Um, I mean, these are big shoes to fill, but he's got the potential if he stays. Long term to become another Jonas Olsen. He is a bit of a warrior at the back, and mm. uh, I really like him. I think he's been one of the positives of, of the season so far. I know he's made a couple of mistakes, um, and you want him to be a bit more comfortable. But uh, yeah, I quite like him as a player. Yeah. All right, we've got last one now. Um, who would you rather get into a fist fight with, Salomon Rondon or Jake Livermore? Oh, blimey. Um, I mean, you're in for a beating either way, right? Uh, probably Rondon because Livermore's a big boy. He is. I mean, he's, he's a, a tank. His arms are huge he's as well. Tank. I mean, I know, I know, I know. Rondon's big, but Livermore's a tank. And one one time in the mix zone at Goodison Park last season, I asked him to stop, and he um, he said he smiled and said no, and then gave me a little dig in the ribs on the way past, and I had to sort of grimace through it. But yeah, so I've had, I've got a bit of experience there. But I would say, um, I would say, yeah, I'd rather Rondon. I reckon. I just think Livermore's. A tank. Yeah. I saw Livermore in a bar that I used to frequent back in, because I'm from Hull, and yeah. uh, so my family are in Hull. So um, I did see him 
couple of years ago um, at the Weir in Hessel, a name check here for them, um, and uh, he is jacked. He is absolutely ripped. So yeah, Rondon, Rondon all day long. Rondon's a nice guy, and you see him on Twitter. He seems like a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, yeah, I take him on. Livermore's a nice guy as well. I hasten yeah, to add, he is, but I wouldn't want to mess about with him. No, I wouldn't. Either. Is there anyone else bigger you reckon you wouldn't you wouldn't want to face up in a fight in that team? What, in, the, in the Albion team, yeah, probably McLean. Albin. Yeah, McLean. Oh, looks, he McLean, looks like a, McLean. Yeah, McLean in a cage. Game over. Yeah, tear you tear you apart. Yeah. I mean, he's he he does do boxing and spars and boxes mm. as, as part of his exercise routine. So yeah, he. He would definitely, I mean, he not only would he tear you apart, but he'd actually do it with style, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, he'd make you look a fool along the way. <laughs> Megson as well, he'd be, he'd be dirty. Oh, yeah, and Pewter. Oh, yeah, they'd, yeah, they'd be up for a scrub, wouldn't yeah, they? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. We've got a little bit of a quiz prepared, so we're going to go on to a quiz now. Ooh, and, um, I don't like this. Obviously, I've had to, uh, I've had to uh, cater this quiz for an Albion reporter who obviously knows a lot about West Brom. Mm, and, I hope uh, so. A digital sports journalist who knows a bit about West Brom, but clearly not as much as someone no, who's there every yeah, single absolutely. week. I'm basing your Twitter feed, you're a Wolves fan, aren't you, Judah? Well, I've been pre- predominantly covering Wolves at the moment in time, but um, obviously I do enjoy going to as many Albion. I'm coming with you to uh, Huddersfield, actually. Good. In a couple of weeks' time, it should be Good. fun. It should be fun. Yeah, that'll be entertaining. Well, let's hope you don't get pelted with the onions from the away end. Well, <laughs> eggs normally. It's normally eggs, actually. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go with a um, kind of a family fortune star quiz here. Oh. I've uh, we were talking about FIFA earlier, and considering as you both don't play FIFA that much, I oh feel like god. this will be quite even. Oh god! So uh, what I've d- done is I've gathered the top eight Albion players as they're rated on FIFA 18 this season. Okay. All right, so I'm going to try and get you to name the top eight players. Uh, so uh, we don't have a buzzer in here. We we did have a buzzer for. For uh, other podcasts, but um, well, I'm just going to have to ask you to shout your name, okay, okay to uh, to get the first question. So, who do you think is the highest rated Ma- West Brom player? Matthew. <laughs> who I, you got? I think it's Krakowiak. And you'd be right in saying that he's oh, 81. Do you want to play or pass? Uh, what do I have to do? Get five. Eight. I have right. to get so all there's eight. seven more. Okay, I will play. Oh, he's going to play. He's going to play. Okay, so I've got to get the top eight. Yeah, that's right. You've got to get the top eight players. You've got Kokovac, who's rated 81. He's a central defensive midfielder. Okay, Rondon. Rondon is 80, number two. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Let's see, let's see. 80, number three. Evans. Evans is number four, rated 79. What, Evans is below Rondon? He is indeed, mate, yeah. Flipping out. Um, I'm going to go for... Oh, that, oh, that might not be right. I'm going to go for um, Jake Livermore. Jake Livermore, Livermore, Livermore. No. Oh, boom. He's not in the top eight. No, no he's England. not. He's only rated 75. England. Oh, my goodness. So you've got you've got lost a life. You've got two more. Oh, okay. Uh, Jay Rodriguez. Jay Rodriguez. He is not. It's oh. rated 76. <laughs> what? Okay. 76 on FIFA 18. So I've got one more, have I? You've got one more lifeline. Nathan Judah, you could steal here. Um, okay. Uh, oh, that, that's throwing a cat amongst the pigeons, isn't it? Um, Certainly has. Kieran Gibbs? Kieran Gibbs ah, is good there. One. Good is one. there. He is rated 78. Okay. And uh, you've, got, you've got three. Three, three to get. Three remaining. Higher than Rodriguez. Higher than Rodriguez. Gareth Barry. Gareth Barry is there. He's rated seventy nine. Two um, more. Okay. Uh, two more. Two more. Um, Chris Brunt. Chris Brunt is not there. 
No. Nathan no. Judah has the chance to steal from West Brom correspondent Matt Wilson. What does he need to do? Get one? He needs to get one of the remaining two players. Okay, I don't think Higazi's in there. So I'm between James Morrison, James McLean, Craig Dawson. I think. I don't think Oliver's there. Oh, Mozart did okay last year. Dawson's obviously a really dependable. He's oh, Dawson's got a goal in him as well. McCauley, McCauley's obviously a goal-scoring centre back, isn't he? Do we a rate goal-scoring centre backs? I don't know. I don't know. Do they? I don't know. You see, I might be out of practice here. Come on, Nath. Come on. I'm going to say Gareth McCauley. Is Gareth McCauley right? No. Uh, do you know who we both forgot? Who? Matty Phillips. You say Matty Phillips, didn't you? No, nope. no, you uh, forgot him, but uh, Macaulay's only rated 77, but you uh, missed out and it wasn't even... Uh, it wasn't Matty Phillips? It wasn't Matty Phillips. So who are the two then? Any other, guesses? Any other guesses? Mozza? Hagazi? You, I mean, he's linked away, Burke. linked away, linked away. Chadley. Chadley, oh, Chadley. 78. And do you know he's rated higher than him? And I could not believe this. Uh, How Robson Carno? Nope. Argentine. Jakob. Jakob, 79. He had a good season last year. Um, and, actually, and actually, there is a case, I, uh, I think, he, he could. he's something like fourth choice defensive midfielder now, but there is a case for him potentially to be you know, back in the team. I, mean, I know it's easy to say that when they're on a, when they're on a poor run, but uh, he's a Difficult great, though, because you're going to have to drop that's someone who's not going to make the 18 almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to put he's, him in. He's playing two in the midfield. He had a good season last year. He's good, he's, and he, I thought it was one of you know, his best seasons, arguably, for a few years. And he's a bit unfortunate not to be, uh, you know, to be so low down mm. the pecking order. I mm. think he's a good. He's, he's he's not the best passer of the ball, but he's good at what he does. Yeah, and maybe him next to Krakowiak, box to box. Mm. We never know. Is there any discontent coming from him? I mean, we we've seen some quotes from Jakob. From no, no. I mean, he's the nicest pioneer. No, I mean, obviously he'll be disappointed. He's not losing. He's not losing. Playing. He's not playing. But um, no, I, I, he's he is a. Uh, <laughs> from, all, from everything we hear, he's an absolute joke around the place. So yeah, mm. I think he's, I think he's okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Next, next quiz. Okay, we're going with a slightly different quiz now. Is who dares wins? You'll both be aware of this one, where you bid on the number of answers you can give. This could be mm. embarrassing. Okay. Right. So it's a very simple one, right? This is as of today's day, the top scorers in the Premier League, and we've got the top ten oh. here. As of today, the top ten. As of today. Uh, okay. So I can yeah. So we got ten names here. Uh, Matt, do you want to start the bidding? Four, four. Nathan Judah, can five. you name five? Six, six. Whoa! How many have we got? Top ten. Top ten. Yeah. So that means that leaves four if you can't do the math. Seven. Seven. Oh bloody! I'll I'll go for eight. Eight. Name them. Oh, Matt has got a name. Eight for the top Premier League scorers right now as of today's date. Romelu Lukaku. He is there. He has scored seven. Harry Kane. Harry Kane scored eight. Sergio Aguero. Seven. Morata. Morata has scored six. You've got one of the top five remaining. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy has squeaked in with five. Oh, I was going to say it's controversial. Gabriel Jesus. He's there with six. Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling is there. That's seven. I need one more. You need one more. And for, what five? They have. They've scored five, have they? Well, yeah. Jamie Vardy scored five, and that squeaks in. And that squeaks in. Uh, oh, 
I can tell you all the others have scored the same number. So it's five. It's someone who scored five goals. See, I was going to say, I was, I was you've wondering. Got my, if, you've, got, you've got all those ones there. I so. was wondering if it was uh, Decore for Watford, but I think he's only got three or four. Um, oh, but he's, he's he's a cheeky one. Five goals. Okay. Um, Sorry, he's stalling it, by the way. But he is stalling it. No, I'm not. I don't know it. I don't know it. Look. Look at my pad. I've got all you got. You've got, you got, you got mine. Um, just, I'm, I'm going to have to start counting you down. Well, wait, wait. Striker. Let me think. Big teams. Liverpool, blah, blah. Oh. Um, Salah. Salah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He is there. He's not five. Five goals on oh, assists. Oh, I swore that. Uh, you missed. You missed Leroy Sane and Alexander Lacazette. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Oh, Do you want to play the third round just for fun? Yeah, yeah, even though it's two 0 for It's two 0 Yeah, just, just just for fun. I got told before I came in that I had to let him win the first quiz. <laughs> point, so. It's the first one, so yeah. I'll stop playing now. Okay, so it's the same as who does wins once again, mm. but this time, uh, seeing as West Brom faced Man City this weekend, mm. how many of the players who played for City against Burnley in their three 0 win can you name? So they made the pitch, not the eighteen. They made the pitch. Yeah, so there were all three subs were used. Goodness me. I mean, that is hard, isn't all it? All three subs were used. Um, and I tell you what, bonus points, even though they don't mount, count for anything, if you can give me the rating they achieved on BBC Sport. The rating they achieved? What are you talking about, man? How am I supposed to get that? This was this was just for fun. I, got, I The ratings were already on there. Uh, so, Nathan, I'm going to start with you this time. Oh, goodness me. Give me a bid. Five. Seven. Five, seven. Seven, Nathan. Can you top seven? Uh, oh, silence is brilliant. Goodness <laughs> me. Eight. Eight. Nine. Nine. Go on. You go and name them. Go on, oh, mate. Oh, you didn't fancy the ten. I name thought you could have done it. Name them. Oh, okay. okay. Matt Wilson, can you name... Was it nine? Sorry. Nine. Nine. Man City. Pace. Edison. Yes, Edison was in goal. Fabian Delph. Fabian Delph. He did start. Nicholas Otamendi. Nicholas Otamendi started and scored. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. Yep. Sergio Aguero. Yep. Leroy Sané. Yep. David Silva. Yep. A lot of silvers. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne did feature. How many is that? You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I need one more. You need one more. Uh, I've got a couple, but I don't know if they played because um, Mendy's injured, isn't he? So Delft's left back. Who plays right back? Ah. Oh, did he play? Was it Danilo or was it Kyle Walker? They've got a lot of right backs in there. Oh, no. Or maybe... Go somewhere safe. So who, who... Yeah, I think you're right. So who partnered Otamendi? John Stones? Is that your answer? That's my answer. Are you sure? Yes. He is there. It was Very Walker. Good. It was Walker who started. Fernandinho was the other starter. So you named you named all starters there, mate. Very good. Very good. Was Gundogan and Please. Torre all came yes, on. Yes, yes! Did you have that? Yeah, Gundogan and Torre, yeah. You had it. All right, so we'll finish up with predictions. Obviously, Manchester City this weekend. It's not. It's not. It's not the easiest place uh, to go. It's not the easiest. Well, they're, well, obviously the they're at home. They're at home. Uh, so it's not the easiest team to host. Uh, but could could West Brom pull an upset out? I don't know. I mean, they can make it awkward for teams, but at home there might be a bit of an impetus to actually go out and do something, go out and push. I don't. City, well, but. I think actually this arguably is the the kindest game in a weird way that Pulis could have had. Mm. Because it's a free hit. Nobody's going to expect them to get anything from it. Um, their second string, although Albin actually did quite well against them in the Carabao Cup, um, their second string proved too strong for, Al- for them uh, you know, earlier on this season. And if he puts out 
the big hitters that he's got. I mean, you've seen what they've been doing to other teams. I mean, you see, that Watford team is a good team. They blitzed them 6-0. Mm. Um, Watford were very good on the weekend until you know, they, they sort of got overrun a little bit by Chelsea. So, I... I, I obviously it's obviously it's going to be a city win. I think. I mean, I know the argument is that if any if any manager can uh, can frustrate them, it's going to be Pulis. But I think the team are in so low on confidence. Um, oddly enough, maybe a one 0 defeat might give them some confidence. Mm. I'm going City win two 0 to them. I think. You reckon? Yeah. You're, you're, you don't reckon the midweek exploits in the Carabao Cup could tie City out? I mean, I know they've got a big squad, but. No, not really. They're they're playing. Who are they playing? Oh, just just some, some little team. Some yeah, team yeah, from the championship. That's fine. Random, just just Wolves. Top, top of the championship. championship. Some random yeah. team. So uh, no, they'll they, they'll brush them aside, and then it will be. Yeah, I th- I think um, two nil. Two nil, Mr. Judah. Mm, I know you think it's a good time to play or a free hit. I think it's a good time to play Albion. I think I saw enough in that Carabao Cup when they played half the team with a few reserves. And I think what City six to one on to win the to win the title at the moment. They were a different beast than they were last year. Even yeah, Spurs are a distant second mm. favourites now. Aren't they? I'd be worried. I'd be worried if they go one nil down early at the Hawthorns. I think that's the danger because they mm. couldn't run riot. I'm going to say three nil Man City. Sorry, Matt. I think it could be um, no, a comfortable think... afternoon for for Pep's guys. See, I actually reckon Albion will score. I reckon they'll get one. Do you reckon? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether it'll be. I don't know whether they'll take the lead or whether it'll be like a consolation goal towards the end. But I reckon they might actually nick one. Uh, I'm gonna go two one to Man City. two one, quite a close game. I think. It, well, I don't. I think it may be. It may be close on the score sheet, but in the in the long long shot of the, of the game, I think it's gonna be uh, it's a comfortable. A comfortable two one. Just don't play three centre midfielders. Well, go I, for it. Well, actually, well, it's hard to know, isn't it? I think it was the. You could argue that it's the right ploy against. The wrong ploy in Brighton and the wrong ploy against the wrong ploy against Brighton, Brighton here. but the right ploy against the big teams mm. maybe. I don't know. I mean, or, or, or you think well, City's weakness only weakness is at the back, so maybe you do stick two up front and go for it. I don't think he does. Just look at the stats, and if they've had one shot or two shots on goal, or, you know, three in midfield, I think that'd be very damning. So I would, I would be surprised if he doesn't, if if he stays with three in three in midfield. We'll we shall soon see. Yeah. Well, uh, tough game for West Brom. We'll hope you stick with us here at the. Uh, the Baggies broadcast. Uh, we do hope you'll be joining us each week. Uh, make sure you uh, submit a review if you can. Uh, everything helps. Uh, any comments, questions you may have. Uh, Matt Wilson, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you, Luke. Mr. Judah, thank you. Pleasure, pleasure. And we will catch you guys next week. <laughs>